trick-or-treating on our own. No more dried fruit from old lady hornbuckle. Yeah, no more goofy family theme costumes. We're gonna finally do Halloween our way. Woogie, 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 woogie. <laughs> Denizens of the light, I greet you. Man, he creeps me out. <laughs> Are you guys psyched for the big night? Trick-or-treating? Yeah. Mad doses of processed sugar? Yeah. That's kid stuff. I'm talking about the real big night, Mischief Night. Woogity, 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 gut buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. Hi, it's Candace. And this is episode 208. We're talking rocket power the night before. <laughs> woogity woogity eed. <laughs> Candace, are you pumped? I'm so pumped. Um, it's been a while since you've been on. It was, it was the last time, um, hey dude, uh, Ted Saddle. <laughs> Sounds right. Quite an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are, people are still talking about that one. <laughs> Um, this is the first time you've talked to us. I think this is the only second time we've talked about rocket power. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Down the drain was the other one. Oh yeah, down the drain, down the drain. <laughs> um, and uh, Candace, were you a fan of Rocket Power? Yes, I was. That was a show that I would be happy if I turned it on. So I have, I have fond uh-huh. memories of it. I think I talked about it. It's got like a strong female lead, Reggie. Yeah. So yeah. I might have talked about it before um, because I really like her. Andrew, and you like this show, right? Yeah. I yeah. Mean... I, uh, yeah, I think it, some people maybe write it off as a, um, for its like extreme sports theme, but it's not really about that, you know? Um, it's more about the characters and their life in this place. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I think it's pretty bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) It really, no, come on. It is really like, okay, so one thing I was thinking about is this is our fifth Nicktoon episode in a row. We did um, Ren and Stimpy Black Hole, The Doug Versus, Favorite Rugrats, and Rugrats Real Robot. So this is number five in a row, which I think is definitely a streak, like our longest streak for Mm, talking tunes. It's got to be. And just having watched all of those really good Nicktoons, it it like it's so stark how bad Rocket Power is in comparison. Are oh, you boy. speaking about the writing or the style? Um, yeah, a little bit of everything. I mean, it's as I'm watching it, I'm like, these characters aren't as good as you know a normal Nicktoon. The the style of the show, even coming from like. Um, Arlene Klasky, who's Rugrats, and um, Ariel Monsters. The style of the show isn't as cool. Uh, the music's really, uh, I don't know. It's not like very cool. Oh. And uh, yeah, I think I think generally. <laughs> Hold on, I'm not done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and yeah, the I think the writing on the episodes is pretty boring. Okay, now I'm done. <laughs> I think um, you can definitely feel that this is like stepping into a new age, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's quite... I, I think some of that earlier stuff is very special. Um, and this isn't quite up to that, but it's also not as, um, it's not as bad as like things that would come right around the corner. Uh, you mean like other Nicktoons? Yeah. Other cartoons in general, you know? Okay. Um, I still feel like it's, I don't know. It's got something that I really like about it. It does have Um, a unique setting. That's not shared amongst mm. like the other Nickelodeons, which are yeah. very like, um, anywheresville USA. Well, no, Hey Arnold is clearly that has like a setting, but this like West Coast, it's got a very strong vibe. Like they made that. There's a lot of very specific choices. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think it has a unique aspect based on those choices. I don't know why it's very comfortable for me to watch. So, I mean, not so yeah. much now when I rewatched this episode for the purpose <laughs> of this podcast. But I don't, ha- I don't have bad memories of it. But um, did, did you? Did it feel good coming back to it since it's been a while? Um, <laughs> it's a long pause. <laughs> I, I still understood why I was like, I found them appealing, the characters. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, it wasn't ever super funny or really touching or like, I didn't learn yeah. life lessons, but <laughs> I'm very comfortable. I'm entertained. Maybe you have like super high standards and I'm just like, <laughs> Me? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down. I'm going to eat a snack. I'm going to watch a show. Uh I just like being entertained and I think definitively, you know, this episode was not entertaining. Yeah. Um, All right. I mean, it, I, I agree that it doesn't have like, um, like there's no parts that I was laughing at out loud at, uh, and there's nothing that was like particularly clever about it, but I feel like it felt, it was like a feel good episode. Are we going to go through the and review the episode? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, yeah. Just, we're just chit-chatting. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. Like, do I, do I spring it on you now or do I wait? Well, I, I mean, gonna... can... general I'm... impression is fine. All right. There's a part that I laughed. I'll wait to oh, reveal good. it. I'll wait to reveal <laughs> it at the right time. I like it. Um, okay. I... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it feels comfortable. Like, there's some shows that we've watched that I don't think, like, I don't like the feel of it. Just sitting there with it, I don't love. Uh, this, though, like, I feel pretty good about it when I'm, when I'm like, in the midst of it. Well, it's good. That's good. I don't want to, I don't want to harsh your guys' vibe too much. <laughs> Is um, that a uh, rocket power lingo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you think you're a real surfer, dude. Yeah, you... Uh, you know, dude. Uh, yeah, no, it's um, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be a, a bummer. One thing. One. You know, it is. It is Podtober, which is super exciting. October's yeah. here. 
Uh, we love it. Candace, you, you're on record as loving fall, right? Correct. Don't at me, Andrew. <laughs> I, I feel like I read something recently that it was like overwhelmingly fall in general is people's favorite holiday or uh, season. It just I'll, seems so weird. I'll say that, well, it's not weird. It is genuinely <laughs> my favorite season. You know what I don't like? It's become this very, it's, I don't want to say it's become like only just now, but is it getting hyper commercialized? Is it now like, mm-hmm. it's like so trendy to be like, oh, it's fall, it's sweater season, it's pumpkin spice latte. You got a guy like new decor for your house. Maybe these are ads targeted at me, but it's become <laughs> very like, oh, people love this weather. How do I make money on fall? Which is frustrating to me, but it's not really a fall problem so much as it is like a society problem. Yeah, I think like, you know, they can, what's that called? They can target people now with ads. What's that? Um, yeah. yeah. They they know what you like. And I mean, for example, I was on Instagram and there's this account that like makes like really trendy hipster type hats and they just have like pumpkins and skeletons on them. I was like, oh, my God, I love these. And then I, <laughs> I was like real close to wanting to buy one. And I realized like, oh, like this, like my phone knows me like <laughs> so, so my information about what I'm interested in has somehow made it. So this account keeps appearing and they know I'm pretty close to buying it. I, you know, I just think like the difference is, yeah, people probably have always loved fall, but now you can just be hyper advertised to and it almost like keeps you nostalgic for it. Yeah. Yeah. My sister recently accused me of affecting her algorithm um, <laughs> because she was getting like a, a, a lot of extra content about the great British baking show. <laughs> <laughs> and it, she blamed like our text conversation for like infiltrating her phone. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm sure we need to like look into our settings because we're being watched maybe more than we need to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also I think I did her a favor. So, <laughs> um, One other thing, Podtober related, because Candace, you weren't on, you weren't on Podtober last, uh, last year, but one hot topic that came up that is also rocket power related mm. is candy corn, uh, which definitely oh, appears okay. in this episode. Uh, and so, I figured we'd just ask, are you pro anti candy corn? Uh, you know, do you have an opinion on candy corn? Yes, this is easy. Candy corn's gross. Yes. <laughs> this tex- is easy. <laughs> Both the taste and the texture. Yes. Really? Thank you. Both. I could maybe, I don't know. What a I could, I could stupid the- candy. <laughs> Like, it looks interesting, you know? It's but not like... It, yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's like, def- it looked yeah, like fake like pieces of corn. Fall. It's kind of weird, novel idea. Um, but it's not actually good. Uh-uh. It's terrible. <laughs> and those extra thick, like, All pumpkin right. ones. Just oh, gross. <laughs> totally gross. Even it's just worse. like a thick yeah. piece of... Uh, wax basically yes (laughs) interesting uh yeah 
those aren't the best ones, but um, we have since learned that Donkey Lips likes candy corn, and that's all that matters mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> okay. Hey, I have a question for you. Do you know what a ghost's favorite dessert is? Blueberry pie? I- ice scream? Oh, you guys... <laughs> I was going to say blueberry pie with ice cream. Oh, wow. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> you both we're win. All in sync. Yeah, we're Except all in sync. I lose. So continue. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, this episode, which is called The Night Before, uh, aired October 20th, 1999. So right at the end of uh, the 90s here, uh, we're, we're headed for Y2K. Um, <laughs> It's season one, episode 13A, pretty spooky. Um, And uh, we've done October of 1999, I think like three times. So um, probably no need to talk about it again. So Andrew, do you want to head into the night before? Sure. So one early October morning on the pier, the gang is getting excited for their first year trick-or-treating alone. As they're discussing their plans, they run into a horrible zombie, but it turns out to be Eddie Valentine. And I think this is basically what he wears all the time. I was going to say, is this kind of like, it, it's scary because it's Halloween, but also he wears this a lot, yes? Yeah, I think usually his mask isn't down. Maybe I'm okay. crazy, or maybe he doesn't have a mask. Usually it's just like the uh, cape, but he looks like he usually looks. Okay. Um, but while the gang is excited to get free candy, Eddie is more interested in Mischief Night, the night before Halloween when kids play pranks around the neighborhood. Mischief Night? It's the night before Halloween, Sam. It's when serious creeps go out and mess up other people's stuff. Silence, Miss Begotten One! Mischief Night rules! You're told people houses or walked with eggs and soap. My brother lives for Mischief Night. You guys, I heard a rumor that there's a curfew this year. You'll get into a lot of trouble if you get caught. Oh, come on, Reg. Think about it. No way, Rocket Boy. This is the first time I'm allowed out alone on Halloween, and I'm not going to um, blow it by being uh, stupid. I didn't look it up, but is this like a real thing? Because I feel like it's in a lot of different shows. It, it definitely comes up in a lot of different shows. Hold on. I'm going to... You want me to Google search here? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of it. It's <laughs> extends Halloween. There's a movie called Mischief Night from 2014. Hmm. Ooh, Mischief Night. Yes, it's real. Um, Mischief Night is an informal holiday in which children and teenagers engage in pranks and vandalism. It is known by a variety of names, including Devil's Night, Gate Night, Goosey Night, Moving Night, Cabbage Night, and Matt Knight. Um, Goosey Knight. <laughs> <laughs> um, m- many people mark it on October 30th, the night before Halloween, although some others do November 4th, the night before Bonfire Night. <laughs> Not aware of Bonfire Night either. It's mostly an East Coast thing, which is interesting since this is a very West Coast uh, show. Hmm. Yeah, good point. Hmm. Wonder who is writing it though. I think Yeah. I think this might be part of um the movie Meet Me in St. Louis. 
with Judy Garland. Hmm. All the all the kids like meet up and they have a giant fire and they go out to like do tricks. Hmm. But I don't think it's actually trick or treat. Maybe it's bonfire night. There's a huge fire. And honestly, um, there's a kid in that movie who sounds like Eddie, where it's like, ha mischief night. <laughs> Good Eddie impression. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, it says, it says it's come up in pop culture a couple times. It's in the 1994 film, The Crow. Hmm. Um, it is in a 1990 episode, 1999 episode of Rocket Power. Pretty cool. Made Wikipedia. <laughs> nice. Uh, there's a 2006 film called Mischief Night, which is takes place in the United Kingdom. There's a 2013 film also called Mischief Night. Um, Orange is the New Black has an episode where the main characters are subjected to pranks throughout the episode because it is Mischief Night. And Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale of the Quist- Twisted Claw opens on oh, Mischief yeah. Night. Um, so, yeah, a little there you go, Andrew. <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm glad it's a thing. I've never witnessed any kids doing it, but maybe I'll have yeah. to like go out there pretend to come. Have you guys Andrew's ever? Gonna cause have havoc. you guys ever TP'd a house? Hmm. Good question. Uh, I don't think that I have. Oh, I could never. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like such a mess. Yeah. How do you? How do you even get it off? You know, it's. You can't just like pull it off of the. Sh- it's got to be sticking to shingles and. Man. Plus, if it rains, I think it gets even worse. Yeah. Ugh. Oh boy. <laughs> Have you done it, Candace? No, of course not. <laughs> I thought she was gonna say, "Oh yeah, of course." <laughs> <laughs> Every October thirtieth, she's out there, folks. Watch out. Find me the most environmentally dangerous prank. <laughs> Did you have you ever Candace? Have you ever like pranked in general? Like, are you a pranker? Uh, no, I don't think so. I was gonna say, even watching this episode, I really related to like being interested in what other kids were doing, but definitely being too scared to participate in anything. Mm-hmm. The worst time I ever got pranked was what? someone covered my car in sticky notes. <laughs> covered. Like top to bottom, so I went out for school and I had to like get all these sticky notes off my car. You don't know who did it. <laughs> I do know who did it. Oh, the neighborhood kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of prank that like it's costing you more. It seems like to do the prank than <laughs> the person who gets pranked. You know? <laughs> Just the amount of time it would take is not. Yeah. It's like it, it, the joke's on you, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Reggie warns the guys that there's going to be a curfew this year, but they agree to go out with Eddie anyway while she joins Raymundo for the traditional Rocket Family scary movie thon. Dad, if we have candy corn, can you eat the whole thing and not just the yellow part? It's tradition, just like the traditional Rocket Family scary movie thon. Where's Rocket Boy? Hey guys, gotta go. Otto, we have nine Halloween flicks to watch. Where are you going? Um, uh, over to Twisters to work on our costumes. You know, there's a curfew tonight. I'll be careful, you kidding? Yeah, don't get caught. Uh, yeah, later. 
What'll it be? Vampire zombies, the hungry undead, or the walking hunger of the formerly living? Is there any difference between them? See, I love this. Love all this. All these uh, mm -hmm. Halloween type things. Yeah, I like the thought of it. Yeah. Uh, that night, Mr. Stimpleton is out covering his house with cooking spray to keep the eggs from sticking, <laughs> while the guys meet up with Eddie under the cover of darkness. Man, it's spooky out tonight, huh? <laughs> no, no, this rocks! What's old man Stimpleton doing? He's wall-proofing his house! Great! Uh, why don't we just go home? I keep it down, you guys! That's the part I laughed at. <laughs> The like cooking, cooking spray, spray, like trying to coat his whole house in cooking spray. Joey's not amused <laughs> in the least. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of, you know, it's good. Funny. I like it. Um, the first house Eddie wants to hit is no good because it's Sam's. And this is actually the one part that I laughed at. <laughs> well, funny. He's like, why are we going to leave this house? I... I prank this house every year. And Sam's like, well, it's mine, for one thing. <laughs> this is the house. Prepare your two-ply, my army of mischief. I wouldn't call us an army, exactly. We're more like a squad. Let's keep going. Uh, we might run out of toilet paper. Yeah, let's rent another house. Why, why, why? Every year we clean this house. I have a good reason. This is my house. Oh, did I say we? I mean they. I feel like the episode, it, it is kind of a funny joke, but the episode doesn't like put any oomph into it. It's just, mm. I don't know. You gotta be ready for these. <laughs> they, they come fast. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's over that, your head. Yeah, yeah. That, I think I think we figured it out. <laughs> I'm just not at rocket power speed. Um, uh, and the next house they go to, they get scared off from the, by a bunch of jack-o'-lantern alarms. Eddie, maybe we should bag this whole thing. This is pretty creepy. Come on, you squids. There's nothing to be afraid of. That, you know what? This shot looked cool. This was like yes. one of the, the only shots in the whole episode where I'm like, whoa, that's cool animation. Okay. I mean, yeah, it definitely is a cool shot. Uh, the alarms look good. Um, though I do want to note that this is another episode that's like all almost all in the dark and the low resolution one that I was looking at wasn't the greatest, but I have a feeling that if this was like, uh, at least DVD quality that this would look really good. Um, oh yeah. I watched, I watched, you know, like we're talking HD here, <laughs> real nice. And it looked good. Like, it, hmm. it, you know, it was. Yeah, it looked fine. <laughs> you already said good. Uh, well, <laughs> I heard it. So what I want to say is that shot looked great. The rest yeah, of the yeah. episode looks all I can think about is like the people who made Rugrats and real monsters made this like this. Yeah, you know, this is not good enough. Uh, I mean, I think it's hard to pull off that nighttime look and not make it all completely blur together. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It felt it felt good that it was at night. Yeah. yeah. Um. Meanwhile, the Rocket Movie Marathon is in full swing. 
but when Reggie sees a commercial about curfew breakers getting put in jail, she bails to check on her friends. So remember, citizens of Ocean Shores, anyone caught outside on Mischief Night will spend the rest of the night inside a cell. In the Pokey, the Who's Gal, the Iron Bar Hotel, the Big House, jail. This is Officer Shirley, reminding you to have a nice evening. Whoa. Okay, roll those zombies. Dad, I gotta go to the Stimpletons. We're out of garlic. Garlic? Yeah, we need garlic around to keep the vampire zombies away. That's my girl. This That's is pretty Reggie. this is pretty on the nose. Um yes, but it also like all makes sense and flows logically. Why would there be a That's newscast? like more uh just to keep kids off the street, like for the very purpose of <laughs> doing that. Okay. Scaring them. Have you ever seen local news? They love that stuff. Yeah, but it's usually not that live, like during commercial where they're coming out and be like, we just arrested some kids. Here's a shot of them. You know what I mean? Well, I figured it was like pre-taped just for the effect of. Ah, oh, interesting you know. take. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this show is an affront Oh, get out of okay, here. They had, like, <laughs> they had like 12 minutes to tell a story. Maybe they had to take a shortcut. Well, so did Rocco. So did Doug. Break. So did Rugrats. And they like, you know, I wasn't falling asleep during those. Um, Continue, yeah. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere, Eddie tells the guys he's going to ditch them if they don't want the next house. But Twister's brother got there first. Yeah. As <laughs> What's wrong with this development? <laughs> no, nothing. I was go. just saying, yeah. <laughs> in a, you know, grumpy tone. I'm almost like spacing out during this description. This episode just <laughs> oh, stinks. Boy. Oh, boy. No, I was about to say, well, um, the use of the word womp. Yeah. I really appreciated yeah. it. Loved yeah, it. Every time, I, every time I heard womp, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm into this. What are they talking about, though? I'm not. I'm not criticizing. I really don't know what they were doing. What's Womp? They were like uh, hitting the houses with their pranks. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I, I know yeah. they were. They were saying like he was using Womp protection. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a. It's like one of their. I assume from their surf vernacular, Womp is like an incident. Like a, hmm. Like they don't explain it outright, but yeah. I feel like you know it's gettable. Womp it up, okay. <laughs> cool. I'm not Just... anti womp. No, you're definitely very much a womp today. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. As as Lars and his friends TP the house, the door opens and the guys get chased up into a tree by a ferocious dog. When they come down, they run into Reggie, who warns them to get out of there before Officer Shirley finds them. But when Shirley suddenly pulls up, the guys run off, leaving Reggie alone with the evidence. That's a good idea, because if Officer Shirley finds you... Perfect. I mean, yeah. Can we? But you think the officer would be like a little smarter than this? Uh, well, 
she is. She's just like above the whole idea of like who exactly did it, you know? Uh, oh, okay. Okay. As we'll find out here. Um, back at home, Raimundo is freaking out watching horror movies by himself when the guys <laughs> run past. Um, I love this whole storyline of Raimundo watching the horror movies too. It's great. Yeah, that's good. It's it's easily the best part of the episode. Yeah. See, you love all this. Jeez. <laughs> um, I'm in love with this. <laughs> Soon, Shirley shows up with Reggie and the toilet paper evidence, leaving it to Raymundo to dole out punishments for breaking curfew. See, it's like, she's just, she's not even going to throw anybody in jail. It's just like, this whole thing's like scare tactics to keep them from doing dumb stuff. You know, yeah. uh, the kids worry they're going to miss Halloween, but Raimundo has a worse idea. Hey, you've done it again. Your family theme costumes get cuter and cuter every year. Who wants candy? I do. Now, Violet, this year we have a new trick or treating rule only one piece of candy per house. um i did like i did like the uh pumpkin costume site gag yeah looks good um also this one piece candy per house i like it just you know like this has discernible interesting enough like story developments um yeah whereas like some shows you can barely even tell what they're like going for, you know? Um, I don't think, no. What do you okay. Mean? Like just to compare, cause I'm using, um, cat dog as my low bar Halloween <laughs> episode right now. <laughs> okay. Um, I went back to that to like, see how they compare, so I was thinking, man, is right? Is this going to be like my lowest Halloween episode? And then I watched Cat Dog, and it's like, <laughs> in by all accounts, it should be better. Like if you were explaining it out, but for some reason, I was enjoying this Rocket Power episode more. And I think it's just like the story at least makes sense and it has some flow to it. Whereas like something like Cat Dog, it's like it seems like. They're making up every single thing as they go along with no concern for what came before or what's coming next. I mean, you're not going to catch me defending cat dog. Um, <laughs> <I'm> t- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just maybe just the, the only advantage maybe I would give in this case is that the cat dog episode feels a little more Halloweeny. Oh wow, you're putting cat dog ahead of this. Oh, no, is not what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> saying <laughs> I don't remember. I, I should check scores here, but I'm just saying that the cat dog episode really felt like a Halloween episode. And this one feels a little yeah. bit like it, but not totally. Hmm. Well, it's mischief you know, I'm... night. Yeah. Not trick or treat. <laughs> um, I really like the, just like how much time they spend out in the neighborhood at night. Like that's another one of those things that I just really enjoy in these shows. Like the kids have the run of the neighborhood. Yeah. 
Oh my god, I just checked our cat dog cat dog yellow scores. Yeah. <laughs> what were you what were you guys I mean I, I gave it a two, but what were you doing? You gave it a three and a half. Well, yeah, yeah. I That's almost a four. I looked. <laughs> I okay. Uh and someone else did I, too, either Chris or Brett, I'm not sure. I think it was Brett. Um I uh my thinking was like that was probably the highest gonna be end up being the highest I would ever rate a cat dog episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like that's like <laughs> the be- high <laughs> bar. You know? Just because it's a Halloween episode, like be generous. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, uh any other thoughts before we move on? I guess not. Okay. Candace? I don't think so. Great, great one. Just reiterate that. <laughs> This episode is great. I mean, it, I enjoy. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's just great is like so. Okay, like, maybe great is a little, a little uh, exaggerated, but okay. uh, I did enjoy watching it. All right. Well, let's talk about some of the stuff that went into this mess. <laughs> this is bios, trivia, ratings, and stray observations. Yeah. Um, well, Eddie Valentine was voiced by Jordan Warcall. Um, you might recognize him from Grace Under Fire, or more probably The Little Rascals as Froggy. Oh. Oh. That's cool. Yeah. Um, he was also a voice for A Bug's Life. He's on Seventh Heaven, one of our uh, guest Kevin's favorites. <laughs> Um, yeah, we just we just heard him last week. Too bad it didn't come up. Yeah. Um, he was in X-Files, the episode called Bad La, I guess is how you say it. Um, and he also did the voice of Chocolate Boy on Hey Arnold. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I also took a look at Officer Shirley, and she's her voice is played by none other than CCH Pounder might recognize her from many things <laughs> including quantum leap okay also x files okay um demon knight the tales from the crypt movie okay right? uh gargoyles er and she's mostly known for like law and order svu ncis um like that type of cop procedural type of thing okay oh so she she's just like cartoon or she's, all, live action, like, she's a cop <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> uh de- i think it's somebody who you would like recognize though if you saw her she's just been in a million things uh the director of this episode is a guy named rick bugentel uh hmm. and he really only directed he no i shouldn't say really he only directed on three uh, nick shows he was a director on rocket power rugrats and on real monsters um, so part of the Klasky family there, but he was also notably a second unit director on Rocco's Modern Life and The Simpsons. Um, oh. He hasn't done much really since. Um, hmm. Kind of a short resume, but uh, Rick Bugentel directed this episode. Any trivia? Yeah, a couple. Okay. Um one is uh, maybe there's a bunch of episodes like this. I'm not totally sure, but I couldn't help but notice this was an episode with no Tito in it. Mm, um, yeah, he's Raymundo's friend. He's maybe like 
I don't know, maybe the most memorable character. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, I noticed that this is one of those shows that has so far only been released on DVD on demand through Amazon, and it's now no longer available. So, like, the only way to get it is, you know, through somebody selling it on eBay or something. Um, and they're really expensive. Um, it is on, I was just saying, it is on um, Paramount Plus. Ah, okay. Uh, the trivia, the trivia I looked up, uh, there were some that kind of made me laugh from the IMDb page. Um, yeah. Such trivia as Rocket Power came out after SpongeBob SquarePants. Hmm. <laughs> <It's nice. laughs> um, and I also have just a few because uh, we skipped over it, but there is a scene here where Ray is just m- chowing down candy corn. <laughs> yes, a giant uh, bowl. Yeah, so just a few candy corn trivia facts. Um, <laughs> did you guys know that the can- that candy corn has been around since the 1880s? Wow. No. <laughs> well, now you know. Maybe that explains why it's so bad. <laughs> yes. Boy. I would never be negative about anything. They didn't know what good candy tasted like, so they were fine with it. Yeah, this is like one of the first candies, probably. Like, whoa, things <laughs> taste slightly sweet. Um, well, here, here's the fact I was really excited about, about to blow your mind. There is a National Candy Corn Day, and it is the same day as Mischief Night, October 30th. Whoa. Okay, yeah, that is mind-blowing. <laughs> um, yeah. Mischief Night is definitely the better of the two holidays. Oh, no way. One brings joy and the other brings devastation. Uh, well, <laughs> you I mean, mean candy corn brings <laughs> the devastation? <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's no way. If you were that close to trick-or-treat, there would be better candy available. Like, candy corn is like, ugh, that languishing time between Halloween and Thanksgiving, and it's kind of like a lull, so you put out a bowl of candy corn. Because if it's the night before trick-or-treat, you've got airheads and Twizzlers and nerds. You have other options. Candy corn's the last thing that's left. I can't help it that you guys have unsophisticated palates. Oh. <laughs> uh, any yeah. straight observations? Uh, oh, yeah. Kidding me? Yeah. This episode? <laughs> um. I don't know why I ask anymore. Of course you do, but uh, yeah. <laughs> just a segue. Yeah. Um, did you catch uh, who they were excited not to get any more dried fruit from? For Halloween, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, they're they're excited not to get any more dried fruit from Old Lady Hornbuckle. Yeah, <laughs> good name. Yeah, I like solid, it. solid. That's good neighborhood lore. There was a lady yeah. that lived on my grandma's street, and she gave out pennies instead of candy. Oh, yeah. Mm. And it Classic. was like, whoa, the penny house. Or my dentist gave out toothbrushes. It was like, oh, the toothbrush house. 
Dr. Lorms and his toothbrushes. <laughs> you know, the worst thing about the toothbrushes is you can just go in and grab a toothbrush at any time of year. It's like it's like the dentist is just grabbing <laughs> their sack of free tooth toothbrushes and giving them out for Halloween additionally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he just had them at the office already. Yeah, come on. Um... Movies? Did you happen to catch the name of the movies that were at the marath that they were marathoning? Oh, I definitely got them. No oh, good. <laughs> uh, they were Vampire Zombies, The Hungry Undead, and The Walking Hunger of the Formerly Living. Very good. Of those, yeah. of those, what would you be most in- like? Not knowing anything about them, what would you most likely watch? Um. Well, I like the Walking Hunger title the best, but yeah. I think probably Vampire Zombies. Yeah, same. It seems ridiculous. Yeah. But those are good. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. I didn't write down the names of the movies, but um, he mentioned how many movies were in the marathon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you catch how many he was going to watch in a row? No. No. Oh, I got it. Nine. Nine movies. <laughs> Love it. That's just a full day of watching, right? If you assume every... <laughs> or all night, you, I guess. Yeah, if you assume every movie's an hour and a half to two hours, you're only watching movies all day and then sleeping. That's yeah. hilarious. Like, he's such a crazy <laughs> dad. <laughs> and actually, I hadn't thought this far into it before, but it could be argued that this is like their attempt to be really realistic like even though they wouldn't get like this is what you would always do is like way over plan so it could be like they're never going to get to those nine but that's their plan yeah yeah yeah. uh did we already say how raymundo eats his candy corn oh no we didn't oh boy (laughs) you guys had to have gotten this the yellow part first I think he only eats the yellow part. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is pretty good. I mean, that's that's great. That's, yeah, that's a solid detail. Yeah. Um, The the house is covered in mostly surfing posters, but in the kids' room, there is a different type of poster. Did you catch it? Hmm. No. I'm going to just take a guess and say snowboarding good guess it is a hot air balloon poster (laughs) Mm. (laughs) okay good fit did you note the word that mr stimpleton uses uh when referring to the eggs that are going to be hitting his house Mm, Mm. no i didn't another word for a part of an egg yoke but i i never would have guessed it no (laughs) no Uh, it's albumin. It's the white oh. part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See? You're learning stuff from <laughs> <laughs> rocket power left and right. Um, so there's a scene with a little girl. She's screaming in the street. And she said the party stunk. Did you catch why? Um, because they used ketchup instead of real blood 
Yeah, I think that's the implication. She said there was ketchup <laughs> on the wall. Uh, yeah. Like she wasn't fooled by these yeah. simple Halloween tricks. Yeah. yeah. I guess um, I figure that uh, modern day kids probably don't do any of that old Halloween stuff. Um, yeah. You know, like the like the haunted house tricks, like the eyeballs and stuff, like yeah. grapes for eyeballs. Probably a lot less common. They're a little too wise for that kind of thing. <laughs> They've seen it all by age six. <laughs> um, did you? Oh, I just noted all the costumes that I caught in this episode. Mm. Um, did you catch no, any I, of them? No, I thought about it, but then I would have had to watch it one more time. That would have just been too good. You were <laughs> All right, hit mode. us. Hit us. <laughs> Princess, cat, devil, wolfman, vampire, lizard creature, Frankenstein, and witch. Cool. Some All the classics. 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 And, and lizard creature. And pumpkins. Or did you say that? Oh, oh yeah, pumpkins. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, yeah, good pumpkin. Cool. Um, did you mention the name of the dog that chases them? Uh, I think I did, but uh, but I, I don't remember. Maybe not. No. If you if you didn't crush her, if you did, I'll just cut this part out. <laughs> 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 that was my last one. Okay. Um, did. Do you catch what Reggie tells Raymundo she's going to borrow from the Stimpletons when she's sneaking out? Oh, us. <sighs> garlic. <laughs> yep. oh, garlic, yeah. yeah. Got it. <laughs> um, to keep yeah, that's the vampires all I really away. Had. But I also just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. To keep the vampires away. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um... That is it, except that I also just wanted to mention um, Ray and Shirley. Like, I like that there's just this moment where, like, you can just, like, they don't say anything about it, but you get the um, insinuation that they know each other, you know, beyond their professional capacity. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a nice connection. Just a subtle. It's nice. Joe doesn't appreciate that kind of subtlety. I know. <laughs> I told you it's over my head. <laughs> it's a light touch. <laughs> I don't understand any of this. All right. Um, <laughs> ratings. Uh, IMDb gives this episode a 7.3 out of 10. Hmm. Pretty high. Um <laughs> But I have a feeling that I'm gonna have I'm gonna hear scores here that are shocking. Uh, out of five Kreb stars, what did you give the night before? I gave it three point seven five out of five Kreb stars. Oh my god! Uh, I thought it, I, I enjoyed it a little bit more than the uh, cat dog episode. Sure, um, you know it's not the <laughs> it's not like the most clever or inventive episode but it's totally competent i totally enjoyed sitting through it um i think it was just like it it was just strong but maybe didn't have anything that like separated it from the pack necessarily so 
you know, solid, just not exceptional. Uh, yeah, I'll say. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a 2.5. Oh. Because I just feel like that's the middle. Hmm. It's fine. Hmm. I'm not going to, like, think about it later, probably. <laughs> um, But I don't see any, like, glaring mistakes. And... I was comfortable and enjoyed watching it. So, two point five crab stars. Nice. Yeah, a little, still a little high, but uh, okay. Um, well, this will join. Hold on, let me go through the ranks here. Uh, oh, this will join Haunted House Mystery, the, just for my scores. Is that Haunted, uh, Shelby Wu? Okay. <laughs> uh, the Amanda Show episode twenty five, the Feminine Mesquite. Uh, Roundhouse Sports, uh, Shelby Woo, Mystery of the Mice That Roared, uh, with a score of 1.5 uh, out of 5. Is this your lowest that you've mm, given anything? I, I think I've, no, I've given, I think I've given one. I think I've given some ones. Okay. May, well, probably not many. 1.5 is usually about as low as I'll go. Jeez. Um, well, cat dog. Yeah. What about it? It's got to be lower than this. Well, the Halloween episode, I gave a two. Whoa. Uh, because, again, I do think that episode was just a little spookier and like a little more <laughs> Halloween, a little ha- more like if, if you want a Halloween episode, Cat Dogula is a little more feels like Halloween. Hmm. You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got vampire ticks in it. It's got the Halloween uh, tropes, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I gave, don't get me wrong. I gave Cat Dog Talking Turkey a 0. 0.5. So. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I think this was a really boring episode. Like I, I we've been on, like I said, it's such a good string of like episodes and what we've been looking at has been pretty fun. And I just found this so like uneventful and uh, it just, yeah, it, it didn't have much going on. I did like the Raymundo parts, but I don't know for 11 minutes. It just felt like I walked away with kind of nothing. Um, so I didn't really. Like um, boy. Uh, yeah. Maybe this is because you're coming off of so many like top tier animated episodes or something yeah but um, i also don't like rocket power i just i don't like there's not no i just bias don't think... against rocket power you can't <laughs> properly vote or uh, rate it it's it's not good i, I there's oh well okay gosh. hold on my my opinion is it's not good <laughs> okay that's it yeah it's bad <laughs> no i disagree with that <laughs> um yeah, there's just nothing that's going to make me like Rocket Power. And and since my hopes were up a little bit that it was a Halloween episode, I felt like, ugh, that was it, you know? I mean, I, I got to point out at least that, uh, like, the animation, maybe it's not as good as some of these other shows that we've talked about, but it's still very good compared to, like, any thing since in the kid centric realm of animation um 
it still looks pretty good. Like it looks interesting. Uh, it's not just like a, a sort of, uh, I don't know, one of these CGI shows that I keep like seeing commercials yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You know, I think it has some value. Okay. Well, should we name the episode? Yeah. Uh, I called this one Night of the Albumens. <laughs> nice. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good Stimpleton reference. I'm going to call it Happy Hallowomp. Mm. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like working Womp in there. I was pretty set on using Womp. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, well, you guys know the name of the town this takes place in? No. No, I can't remember. Oh, uh, well, (laughs) I only only ask because it it helps to know. So the name of the town is Ocean. (laughs) 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 The name of the town is Ocean Shores. Uh, Okay. I call this this episode Ocean Horrors. (laughs) Oh, okay. Wait, say it again, because it sounded like Uh, ocean horrors, horrors, as in horrifying. Yeah, I get it. It'll look better typed out. Two two syllables, (laughs) not one. It'll look good on Instagram. (laughs) Before you said it, I thought for sure you were going to say ocean bores. So did I. I missed it. I was like, oh, here we go. Ocean snores. <laughs> oh my gosh. Look yeah, at all these good options. No, I tried to stick with the Halloween theme, keep my opinion out of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, just as an update, uh, our last two, we had our Doug verses that we named. Um, you won Doug's hot ticket, of course, with Doug's ticket to ride. Just just <laughs> yes. one of your one of your finest. <laughs> one of your one of some of your best work, uh, and and I snuck out the win on Doug Rocks with Doug's got the beat, uh, nice. which I was surprised yeah. by. I thought that was the worst of the three. Um, we'll post these. Uh, go around one more time. What are they? Uh, Night of the Albumens. Happy Hallowomp. <laughs> and Ocean Horrors. Um, <laughs> We'll, we'll post those and uh, you guys can vote as Podtober rolls along. Um, we got a listener letter here. We're trying to catch up this month. Uh, we're a little bit behind. Um, this one comes from Nick. Do you want to hear his thoughts on our Doug verses? Oh, yeah. He says, great episode. I kept going back and forth on your debate, trying to figure out who had the edge. I felt like Doug Rocks versus Doug's Hot Ticket was really like two friends arguing about their favorite music group and which album was the better album. For example, Tribe's debut album, Travels, was great because like Doug Rocks, it introduced introduced us to the group. Doug's Hot Ticket was like their second album, which is called Low End because they got to expand on their style and got to have the posse joint with Scenario. Doug Rocks had the better plot because it was simple and you could totally see 
see that happening to you and your friend. Doug's Hot Ticket had the better features, though, because just like an album with people you might not know, you want to know more about them, like Charlene and the other beatniks. Look, I'll listen to Travels and Low End on repeat, just as I'll watch Doug Rocks and Doug's Hot Ticket. Five out of five for both episodes. There you go. Yeah, I kind of like that comparison of like, you know, yeah. any band you like, it's like that first album is the thing that like knocks you off your feet. And then you really get yeah. to like kind of start appreciating the band a bit more with that second album. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was a very good uh, analogy. Yeah. Uh, appreciate hearing from you, Nick. Um, Podtober rolls on, Andrew, uh, and I know... You and I are both very excited for this next episode. What are we doing next? Yeah. Yeah, next one's a big one. We're talking our favorite X-Files. Yeah. Um, you know, tough one. I, I've been rolling it around a lot, and uh, there's a few that I know for sure are going on there, but um, yeah, it's hard. Hmm. I've been working on this list before this podcast started. Um, wow. So I started uh, like, oh, you mean before we started doing any podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like <laughs> I, I started a whole I started a whole series rewatch. And so what I decided to do is just like spreadsheet it and just rate every episode as I went. Yeah. Um, now I did it. I did it, out, you know, I before our system, I was just doing it out of 10 um, and I've like kind of. I've even gone back a few more times. I haven't watched all of it, but I've like double checked on episodes to see, make sure, especially if they're in that like seven to eight range to make sure I'm not like messing up. Um, so oh, I've re- I've really got this thing. It's a well-oiled machine. The problem is there's lots of nines and tens. Uh, sure, sure. So, I, you know, I got to get it whittled down here before we talk to Chris. Oh, man. So you've been like really thinking this out. Um I don't, you know, I haven't gotten that intense about it. Um, so I'll be interested to see uh, what our disagreements are, because I feel like there's going to be some for sure. Yeah, yeah, which which is fine, which is fine. I, there's, you know, so much to love in X-Files. Sure. Um, our buddy and Chris is going to join us. Who, some stuff to oh, hate. Oh, go ahead. Some, just some stuff to hate, you know, oh, or yeah. to be okay. very upset about. <laughs> I agreed. Yeah. <laughs> agreed. Yeah, a lot of ups and downs. Um, our buddy Chris is going to join us, uh, who is, you know, a, a, a huge fan. Uh, yeah. Oh. So he'll, he'll bring a lot to the conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm excited to see his list. I feel like I'm just going to be very irritated by it, but uh, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> hmm. Like all season nine or what? <laughs> I don't even know. I just, I just anticipate like something. Either he thinks one of the worst is one of the best, or the other yeah. way around. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Yeah, yeah, you got to be ready with Chris for sure. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us about any of this, uh, you can find us on Twitter at BOC Podcast, on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us like Nick did at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify. Um, leave us a review or just tell a friend that Podtober's happening. Uh, maybe they like Rocket Power like Andrew and Candace, and 
you know, it'd be fun to listen to the episode because then you get to like, you know, cheer against me. I always, I always like it when, you know, you, I, I prefer, I prefer differing opinions, you know, so people can kind of mm. root for one side. Uh, Candace. Candace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank, thank you for talking rocket power with us. Thank you guys for having me. It's always a real honor to be a part of Podtober. Mm-hmm. The uh, great tradition always... of hashtag Podtober. <laughs> um, it's fantastic having you, hearing your correct opinions <laughs> often about candy corn and rocket power. She gave it a two and a half. Uh, let's, let's take <laughs> it. It's still pretty good. It's respectable. <laughs> Um, well, we'll see all you albumins next episode. I like the nothing for. I like the nothing for. Wiggity 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 you damn it. Uh, <laughs> okay, do you guys want to hear a joke? Yeah. Sure. How do you fix a broken jack-o'-lantern? How? The pumpkin patch. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> nice one.